Crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show episode 183. That whistle is TJ. He's excited because <laughs> he's got his mate in the building, Reese Mitchell. Yeah. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> no, you're meant to say, you said hey hi. Hey, guys. Yeah, no, I was also whistling, Josh, because uh, it's two more shows till we don't have to do this over Skype anymore. So wow. this is um, this show, Reese, is pretty much a, uh, a last minute thing because we were meant to do this in LA because mm. you're living now in LA. Yeah, yeah, City of Angels, baby. <laughs> I'm um, I'm pretty upset that we had to do it from Melbourne. To be oh, honest, oh, it's nice here too, City of Angels as well, <laughs> <laughs> in its own way. Um, yeah. No, it's good. It's good to be here. It's good to be home and breathe some fresh air. You know, I'm sick of the pollutants. Is it? Is it polluted? Over yeah. There? Oh my gosh, it's yeah. like a blanket of smog over the city <laughs> that you can see when you go on a hike. No, that's just Elon Musk's <laughs> plume of smoke from his joints. <laughs> so for, we we uh, Reese get criticised all the time for not introing people that we've got on the show. Um, okay. And so I'm going to do that hashtag reset. Uh, wow. Tommy, I yeah, know it's so natural. Uh, Tommy and Reese, best mates mate since they were five years old. Reese is now, in, was it five? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Great. They just well, did this tappy I, thing with the microphone. That was cute. We R- cheersed with the microphones. That's what you do in show business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, great, great prep. Because I, yeah. I was in prep. You were in year one, mm-hmm. and so we were five. Uh huh. Oh my god! And then because there was a, it was a composite year. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Where the grade ones were a part of the prep, right? Class, and so I liked yes. those years when they were like yeah. joint. I feel like like I remembered having that heaps in school, like threes and yeah. fours, fives and sixes. For me, with being in a public school, it was just because it was like we were super povo, and basically the whole school was in one class. But um, yeah. Oh, so you guys, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we so, didn't go to the fanciest school, did we? Well, not until we were a little <laughs> bit older. And then we went to the one of the fanciest schools. I love um, it. It did fuck all for us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look at us now. Jesus Christ. And so, Reese, you've um you've recently gone to LA. What's the yeah. I I've always dreamt of living overseas and just holidaying for the last three months. I'm missing Melbourne. What's what is the the vibe you've been there now for what like eight eight or so months yeah yeah it's good i mean um it's a pretty easy transition i find moving to certain parts of la i also had a network there already established so it was easy enough for me to sort of move in and i have um like management there um so i found i found it like not too difficult to make the transition i mean i was living in a cupboard for the first two months (laughs) like where my you know my feet would touch the wall sort of thing when i slept like it was not ideal but um he was an illegal alien at that point (laughs) no no no, i have my papers this is uh this is going public i have my papers i'm there legally mr trump i'm there legally yeah i um, now we don't know what could happen yeah who knows yeah but i uh, i pay my taxes but i um yeah so i was living in a cupboard and then i uh i found my own room so it's a bit of a you know rags to riches story (laughs) (laughs) I like it a lot. It's really fun. The people are super encouraging there. But the thing, the thing about you, Reese, you have you're a homebody. I think. Yeah. Because you grew up with five, no, four brothers and sisters. Two, two brothers, two sisters. Two brothers, two yeah. sisters, and then you're the eldest of the bunch. Mm-hmm. 
but for me, your household as a kid growing up was like, it was that, it could have almost had its own TV show. There was people always dropping in for dinners, um, you know, and and it was just always so homely and everyone stayed at home. And so the transition moving to a new country, that's like, I don't, you have, have, have you traveled much? Uh, bits and pieces, but not like long term. Nah. I think the longest I did was like a month here, a month there. Yeah. Stuff like, oh, when I did the show in Miami, I was gone for two months. Oh, that's right. But, but that's work. Like this, yeah. and Josh and I have spoken about like that actually re, like re, uprooting your life and moving somewhere relocating, else. Relocating. Yeah. And relocating. It like it's a different, yeah. different beast versus going to, um, you know, Greece for a, for a few weeks and saying, oh, I could live here. You know, it's like a <laughs> slightly different yeah. vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it, it's definitely, conf- it was confronting for sure. Um, I was just lucky to have some friends already there, but you know, there were definitely moments where I missed the comfort of mm. Melbourne. Melbourne, mm. Melbourne is a very comfortable place to live. It's a very easy lifestyle I find. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff happening here. So it, w- it was difficult. And there's a few moments where I was like, what the fuck? Am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. Yeah, what absolutely. the fuck am I doing here? I'm living <laughs> in a cupboard. You know, yeah. I'm like, what am I really chasing this like Hollywood thing? Like trying to you know, get an acting job. Like I'm like, am I deluded? Yeah. Like this is kind of nuts. But I feel like there's a lot of, there's a wonderful community there that I've fallen into. And I feel like a lot of what people warn you about LA isn't necessarily true. Which bits aren't like, true? Like, you know, everyone's fake. Everyone's like. Just yeah, just phony or fake. They're or so fake. You, know, really you don't even friends. fucking know it, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just amazing. They've like really, really manipulated me on yeah. like some amazingly deep level. Like, I don't know. I there's, haven't there's found There's definitely. It's like uh, the comparison of Bondi to Saint Kilda. Yeah. In Bondi, you've got people who care about their bodies a lot more. Well, it seems as if they do. Like the the health scene. You know, healthy eating is greater because I think it is contributed to the to the climate there, which is LA is good weather every single day. What did you say to me on the phone the other day? You said it's the same day every day. Well you said I've been partying too much. Yeah. And you said because I wake up every day and it's just a good day to <laughs> yeah, party. Exactly. Every day is like perfect. You're like, oh my God, it's perfect again. Yeah. But that's why like it goes so quickly there. It felt like I was there for one season because I don't really have seasons. Yeah. You know, and it's like every day is kind of the exact same day. It's like a simulation. It's Did ridiculous. you feel the pressure to um, get a, a better rig? I feel like whenever I go to LA, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I will have acai bowls or actually, no, fuck acai bowls. I need to be just having protein and start to lift. Do you get my the whole, pressure? Yes, of, definitely, of especially when you do acting. But I guess yeah. my whole goal is sort of how do I maintain a six-pack while drinking beers? Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of been my, <laughs> my mission. Um, but I like, I like staying healthy anyway. You know, I, I, I like to, I just, yeah, there's a lot of great gyms there cause I like my boxing. So, you know, yeah. there's a lot of famous boxing clubs that you can go down to and work out at like wildcard and stuff. It's well, like five bucks entry. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean the price thing over there, yeah. is it, has it been cheap to live? Well, the Australian dollar is like seventy cents to the US yeah, that's dollar. Horrible. So that's been but pretty hard. Have, have you been earning money? Because yeah. like for everyone, I haven't really. We've spoken on the phone a couple of times, text, yeah. but we haven't actually caught up. I don't know how shit's going for you. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. T- turns out Reese is a, a millionaire now. Yeah, he's, made um, it. It's fantastic. He yeah, he's he's it's lonely at the top, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll invoice you, Josh. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Let me tell you to have you have me on one percent added again. <laughs> 
I had I had like in the time I was there, I landed one uh, movie role, which was really exciting and a, like a dream come true for me, actually. Yeah. Like when I got the role, I literally started shaking. I was like, this can't be right. And I um, thought that was a glitch in the simulation. Was this when you were um, sending me Instagram stories from the bathtub? Was that yeah. that role? That was the jacuzzi on my hotel balcony. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Well, it was in Utah. I don't know if it's the dream, but it's definitely a dream. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah, I was very, very fortunate. And I got a script that I really responded to and was lucky enough to be involved. It's a film called The Happy Worker. And um, yeah, it should come out sometime next year. Yeah. Do, do you feel the... Um uh, the tendency I've heard that uh, there's heaps of Australians in LA and they tend to sort of hang out at the same areas. Have you entered into that world? Have you pushed back on that? What's your vibe on it? Ah, uh, that's uh, that's interesting. That's funny you bring that up. That's I've definitely noticed that too. And I've I do hang out with Australians, but I think I hang out the the community of Australians in America seem to be really in each other's corner, which is quite nice actually. It's mm-hmm. like even the people in like film and TV there seem to be quite supportive of one another. Mm. And so I go to things like the Australians in film screenings and there's a group called Australians in, our, in LA and everyone is like really looking out for each other. It's kind of, yeah. it's quite beautiful. But most of them live in West Hollywood, I found. The only I difference in those events is that there's actually just limits of how many beers you're allowed to drink for free because <laughs> <Yeah>. the Australians <laughs> just fucking go hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty rad though. Like you go to these events and you're like seeing all these incredible actors just like, you know, hooning around and drinking Who? beers. Who's the famous? Who's the most famous? Ah, uh, like there's some pretty big ones. I saw like, uh, God, I feel like such a nerd doing this, but uh, who cares? It's cool to be a fan. Uh, saw, you're like, you're surrounded to- by us, the bigger fucking nerds, <laughs> so you're safe. Okay, you're safe. I went to a screening and like um, Rose Byrne, Joel Edgerton, oh, all yeah. that crew were there, and I was like, kind of like, wow, it's so cool that they just come and support these like. Yeah. You, know, you know, emerging filmmakers, Australian filmmakers. I just thought it was really, really cool. Well, I think Josh, it's like for us you know, doing the podcast, you once you sort of tap into um, the industry or the sort of the space, there's not a great deal of people that are kind of noisy about it. And so it's pretty easy to sort of access these other people who are, you know, doing it consistently and, and they also appreciate other people that are doing it as well. So it's I can imagine it's a similar thing. Um, yeah, where the Joel Edgerton, right. who are you? Like at the Where end Joel of the day, people, people need. I don't. I don't know anyone. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is a thing. Just quickly, he doesn't watch films. Oh, okay. Or TV series. Is that fair, Josh? Well, no. I just. Yeah, I'm fairly. I'm a little. <laughs> I'm not. I don't have ADD or anything, but I don't. Um, I tend to only watch nonfiction, just because. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't completely know why, but it's definitely an area. I went through a stage of um, when I was about. 16 collecting a new DVD from JB Hi-Fi in the bargain bin every single day to watch it. But I ended up with about 150 DVDs that are currently in storage that we weren't even able to sell (laughs) just before our recent trip and I haven't watched them. I ended up with um, My Sister's Keeper on fucking Blu-ray, one of the saddest films I'd ever seen. (laughs) It was a fucking disaster. So anyway, yeah, I I don't know much about... Um, TV, I don't know anything about movie stars. I was actually trying to catch up on um, uh, what you'd worked on recently. My parents are massive fans of Upper Middle Class Bogan. And it's I, upper, um, upper Middle Bogan. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, there we go. He doesn't watch it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell, um, tell you, Reese. Uh, I've 
accused Josh's family of being somewhat similar to the family on, oh, on that really? show. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good there, thing. There is, no, it's the, great. <laughs> there are a few, there are a few yeah, uh, connections there. But um, no, I was I ended up going down a rabbit hole of typing in uh, Reese Reese Mitchell on YouTube and watching all the stuff, and I think I landed on the wrong Reese Mitchell at one point because there was like all these scenes of these two dudes kissing. But yeah, that's my show in, reel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't in any of them, so I think that oh. I, I definitely landed. You landed did on you the play? Right I think one. there was a character on an Australian TV show with my exact name. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a real person, it was the character. Yeah. That's funny. That's annoying. I reckon a casting yeah, it was or a producer annoying. didn't cast me, saw that and was like, <laughs> terrible actor, good name though. We'll use that. <laughs> um, so the, what was growing up like with with Tommy like? What was to, like I know Tommy oh, from the last oh couple of years, uh, you know, being a dad, being this responsible guy, but I have a feeling from the conversations that we've had that he was a bit of a loose unit and I think at times he maybe understates what that was like. Can you give uh, uh, yeah. me sort of I, the run through of what childhood was like? Just quickly while Reese does that, I'm getting beers. Hang oh, on. Jesus, <laughs> he needs a drink for me to open up about our history together. Uh, I mean, okay, here's an example. Once we're on the train, that'd be fine. Thank you, mate. Once we're on the train... <laughs> and I was sitting with Tommy and there was these two girls, we were like 15 or something, 14. And these two girls go, oh my God, is that Tommy Jacket? So that kind of <laughs> like, he had this infamy, thank you, on the Sandy line for being, uh, you know, the bad boy of uh, Just on of the, the Sandy sand, line. Sandringham so line, pretty much. Maybe there's a whole South side. Um, Cheers. audience. There's a whole audience there that we could be tapping into, TJ. Maybe we just, maybe we do a live broadcast from the Sandringham line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that, good. Sit at the Garden Vale Station. Set up yeah. a uh, set up your uh, podcast situation. I don't know what you call live. It's not quite a setup. I like that you didn't give us the. Yeah, <laughs> it's a situation. <laughs> and then just interview people and be like, "Oh, tell us stories of Tommy Jacket." And I'm sure they'll all have some wild ones. I don't really like. I don't know how much to go into. You know, because this is going live for my 18th birthday, Josh, um, Reese, and I think it was Josh. Not you, Josh. Another Josh. We know more than one. Yes. Uh, we know a lot of Josh. Disgusting. I don't like that. Wild, huh? It's sort of they a, got and, and he's the one with the uh, the the YouTube the YouTube videos of the kissing. It's like <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's the it's the other Reese and the other Josh smooching. Yeah, exactly. The so Josh and uh, Reese made me this T shirt. They had it screen printed on yeah. and it was two people pointing. In silhouette, and it said, "Oh my God, it's Tommy Jacket." <laughs> yeah, I've still got that T-shirt. <laughs> I yeah. mean, now it's uh, probably more relevant. <laughs> You're not just famous on the Sandy Line, you know. But yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of wild stories. We were like, I guess you were a bit of a naughty boy. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it, right? Well, we kind of have explored on the podcast about how we came from a very lovely area in Melbourne. Mm. Um. And we went to a great school, but a lot of people died around us. People, <laughs> yeah. you know, were doing bad shit. And it kind of, it's this weird thing. It's like people from uh, people from money, not that we all were, but um, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be good or abide by the rules. If anything, from our experience, more people broke them yeah. than, uh, you know, stuck to them. So it, yeah. was a, it was a weird upbringing. It was, and there was a lot of people that were... Yeah, obviously carrying a lot of demons around, mm. <laughs> even though they seemingly have a ideal life. Yeah, doesn't necessarily mean they're happy. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I don't know. We've <laughs> met our fair what, share of different characters for sure. And Reese, what do you think, like how has your perception of home changed? Do you see this transition of going to LA as a temporary thing and then you'll be going back home to Melbourne or do you actually think that you'll get to a point where home will change? I mean, it's really interesting because I guess it's still like early days for me, like in this transition. I think a lot of it is governed by work opportunities. I mean, I came back here for a job. So I'll kind of go where the work is. And I must say, it's so lovely to be home and be home without the the pressure of building my entire career here. Because I, I, you know, that is quite difficult, I think, to work exclusively in Australia as an actor. Um, So I, I love the idea of being able to settle here at some point. But right now I feel like LA is opening up for me. And yeah, it is still early. So I got to explore it, give it a good go and go out and audition and hopefully get some more work out there and then, and then see where I can end up. I'd like to be can based you be here entrepreneurial. Eventually. Can you be entrepreneurial as an actor when it comes to auditioning? Because in some regards it feels like you, you rock up, you, you, know, you do the, the reading or whatever and then is it called a reading or is that what mediums Yeah, that's do? fine. You can say that. Or, <laughs> or, make, or making out with a producer to, yeah. to get the role. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Jesus. Whatever it they're takes. Not, they're not asking so, you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, not like my show yeah, reel. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do you um, – yeah, is it something that you feel like you can be entrepreneurial with or is it just like hoping that you get picked? I think you could be. I mean, I don't know that I'm capable of really doing that. I just try and do a good audition and uh, be prepared. Mm. And uh, so many, there are so many factors, you know. There are so many, so many things that will govern whether you get a job or not. And, it's, and like talent is a bonus, I find. Yeah. <laughs> if you're talented, it's yeah, a bonus. Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah. <laughs> Reese has been chipping away since as long as I can remember. You were doing drama classes yeah. outside of school when we were, you know, grade three and four and – and so you have been, you've been actually chipping away at your craft. One thing, you know, that you don't have like some huge social media following, which is probably one one of the ways to be entrepreneurial. Absolutely, about it. I have a private Instagram. So yeah, it's funny. It's 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 a great account. Yeah. Are you going to open it up? Is it open? I, I, actually, I, I often oscillate. I'm like, I'll go public and I'll be up. He's is got a strategy. Yeah, I'm drip, I'm drip coffee. You guys how can did, request how me. How did you end up with drip coffee? <laughs> uh, well, I went in 2013 when I first went to New York. Or, oh, no, no, it was the second time I went to New York. I actually made a short film and I was playing in a festival in Palm Springs, just a detail. And um, <laughs> I, uh, I was in New York and my friend was like, well, we want to see your like experiences of this festival and stuff. You should set up an Instagram. And I was like, why? And they're like... So we can like look at photos and and then I was like, okay, set one up. What should I call it? And like, I don't know, something about New York. Mm. And I was in a diner and someone was pouring drip coffee and I was like, I'll be drip coffee because that's like, I love it's America, it's diner, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. good. And like people, people have inboxed me about it, you know, people want um, it. I'm sitting on it. Just a side <laughs> detail, Josh, I don't know if you've looked at our email. We just got an email from somebody who said, hi, would you be interested in purchasing dailytalkshow.com so you can redirect no. it to your website. No, we've got yeah. the, so <laughs> Reece, we've got yeah. the dailytalkshow.com which I, I'm a massive geek when it comes to domain names, Instagram accounts. So the fact that you've got drip coffee uh, already you're about like doesn't matter what movies or TV shows you've been in, in my <laughs> eyes you're already a star with that with that Thank um, you. That's <laughs> beautiful. 
<laughs> but the, <laughs> but the um, yeah, we we have um, there's a theme throughout our show where we tend to um, I've accumulated over time a lot of um, Instagram usernames and uh, wow, and, and you flogging them and things like that. Well, no, I don't like I. I always have the intention of creating some sort of new business. Right. I thought it was funding your grease trip. (laughs) (laughs) No. no. Surprisingly, no one really – like I think that there's maybe an over-representation of like the conversation around selling Instagram handles and shit like that. Like Mm. I know um, one friend who had Aloha on Twitter and all that sort of thing and she sold it for a a surfboard. She's a surf photographer and she sold it for like a surfboard. That's pretty and, good. Uh, I know someone who had Bataki ham. Really? And apparently they inboxed him. <laughs> Bataki here. <laughs> hey, it's G'day, Mr. mate. It's John Bataki. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we want your we want your handle. Our handle. We'll give you five legs of legs of honey roast ham <laughs> for it or something. I don't know. No, I don't. I think they offered him cash. Yeah, but I I think he wanted to. I think he wanted it. It could yeah. have been some lunatic lying to him. Maybe. But then again, people do get handles for, you know, purposes of then seeing someone sort of coming up. True. Um, have yeah. you got your domain, reesemitchell.com? No. Who has a website in this era? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's straight, straight out of <laughs> Hollywood. Right. That's what Tom, Tommy's like <laughs> after spending the last couple of weeks building his website. He's not happy. But who the <laughs> heck? <laughs> who, who honestly, who looks at websites? You type things into a search I, bar. That's insane. No one's going to. I'll type in tommyjacket.com. I don't think anyone's doing that. No, so maybe don't my go mom. To .com, Reece, but you're doing it for sh- search engine optimization so that when we type wow. in our name, it's not the first result isn't two other blokes kissing each other. Right. It's us kissing yes. each other. Okay, I see. It's I like that. to us. I like that that's the first thing that comes up when you Google me. How come you got, how come no one else has the daily talk show? Great. That's question. what I was wondering. Speaking of optimization, yeah. surely that's the most used talk show name it, ever. Yeah, How think? did it not? Yeah. Yeah. So we like we've got text messages. Tommy and I were trying to work out a name for the po- the podcast, and I was just searching on domain names, found thedailytalkshow.com, straight away got the Instagram. It's too long of a name for Twitter, so we don't have right. Like, you can't get the the Twitter handle. But yeah, I'm. I think that. Even though, like, I don't, I'm not banking on Tommy and my talent or interest at all to, for this show. I'm just banking on the fact that the daily talk show as a name will be good for SEO and that people might <laughs> yeah. accidentally find us. Wow, that's wonderful. I love well, that approach. I, I not mean, banking on talent, banking on a title. It's, nah, mate, it's the talent op- is. If, it's, you've, <laughs> if you've said talent's anything from Hollywood, talent is overrated. Talent is not. Talent yeah. is a bonus. So we talent are basically doing the uh, the opposite strategy to you. Right. You're focusing on being a great actor, and we're focusing on the things. Uh, You're focusing on the other details. The other details. That's but good. Have you noticed, and have you seen anyone that? That has worked for them. They've got jobs because they've got a shitload of followers. Shit, yeah. And have you met them in LA? And are they aware oh, of it? Oh god, no. I'd avoid those people. Yeah, like okay. Instagram famous people. Yeah. No way. I'm. I like. I wouldn't look. If I met them, I'd be friendly. But I'm not like. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really met those. I think I'm. Yeah. No, I haven't met them. But I've, I hear what about that stuff a lot. Shtick race. Like, what? What do you think? Do you think that um, does everyone in acting is typecasting? A real thing? Do you embrace it? Do you push back on it? 
I sort of go for leading man hunk roles, you know, yeah, sort yeah. of Ryan Gosling, uh, Ryan Gosling type, Chris Hemsworth, yourself. obviously. <laughs> yeah, I definitely typecasting. <laughs> I mean, they look at you and they go, "You're this." Like, it would be absurd if you put me in like a Hemsworth role. I think, you know, yeah. to be honest, I yeah, I'm more likely to be his like assistant who keeps dropping stuff or something. AKA bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, be like he's like a caddy or something. If he were a golfer in a movie, for example. Yeah. Um, really strange example. Have but yeah, you get typecast, but typecasting isn't necessarily a problem because it might it might mean you keep getting work. Have you yeah, thought? It's a niche. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Well, have you thought? Um, you know, because you go okay, the young up and coming actors that are that sort of you'd look at them and go, they're so Hollywood. Yeah. Other ones landing, you know, um, Brenton Thwaites, an Aussie actor okay. who's around our age. Mm-hmm. Like he's just the traditional Hollywood look and he's been in some huge films. Yes. And you go, okay, he landed some roles when he was young and, it, you know, it was con- definitely his looks contributed to him landing those roles. But then I think about like people who chip away for years and then they land a role later in age mm-hmm. where they've, done all the groundwork and then this reaping the rewards right. of their training and, and time chipping away at it. Yeah. Is that something you think about where you're going? I just, yeah, I think so. I mean, I just like hope that the right kind of roles will come along and like I've been lucky enough that I feel like they have for me so far and hopefully it will continue to happen. But I don't know. I don't really like, I'm not looking to be like a leading man hunk. I don't think, <laughs> no. I don't think that's, I don't think that's really, you know, I, I think it's good to know sort of what you're, what your skills are and mm. like what, what you can play. I don't want to be, I don't want to be completely deluded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also I look up to people like Steve Buscemi and like Michael Caine and you know, William H Macy and Willem Dafoe and like weirdos. Yeah. I only you know, know Michael Caine um, out of all of that. Josh. <laughs> See, Bush- you don't know Steve yeah, Buscemi? Zero out of four? Caine on location, location, location. Did he do that show? Uh, I, da- I don't think so. Okay. He was, uh, he was, um, what's his name? Uh, Alfred in Batman. Yeah. yeah you know, in the great. new Batmans. You've probably seen Batman. You definitely would have seen him, would know of him somehow. Yeah. You know I Batman? Don't know. Uh, you know yeah, Batman? I know he Batman. He doesn't even know who Batman is. I do know Batman. I do know Batman. Everyone um, knows Batman. What's the deal with accents? Do you have to, like, are you doing training to learn how to do an yeah, American Yeah, my accent? next role that I'm doing, yeah, I, do, I have to, yes. Because most auditions, my managers will be like, just pretend to be American today. Just go in. Don't let them know you're Aussie. And some days I'll oh, be like, it's okay if you let them know you're Aussie. You know, I just ask them, like, am I Australian today or American yeah. or whatever? Because sometimes I'll be like, oh, could, should we try it in my natural accent? Like the last film I just did, I auditioned American and then they found out I was Australian. They're like, actually, we want an international <laughs> cast. But he wouldn't break. He, they had to just really <laughs> get it out. of. They were tickling like, no, him. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is me. <laughs> Reese, we've got your passport. It yeah. says you're an Australian. Yeah. It's an error. Is there any <laughs> phrases that um, are really hard to do in an American accent that you just try and avoid? I find it all kind of hard. I have to do a lot <laughs> of warming up. and like I don't think doing accents is that easy, really. Um, and people who think they're really good at them generally aren't. <laughs> I think you, it's you like, a, like working Ryan a skill. Seacrest impersonation. It's, it's the oh, only no. thing I can do in an American accent. I'd like to hear it. Do you want to do it right oh, now? Look, that people have heard it a few times on the podcast, but I can, it's only one line that he says. It's very okay. LA. You ready? <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's Ryan Seacrest here. That's, uh, Is yeah. that it? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. 
Yeah. Did, <laughs> I don't think, think I'm familiar enough with Ryan Seacrest. I think if the the thing about accents are hard when you're actually trying. <laughs> I love that to, we just quickly moved on. You tr- no, you're trying to <laughs> yeah, when you actually try and do them where you're not sort of over dramatizing them. Right. Like, you know, impersonating it's Ryan an American Seacrest here like that. <laughs> the, wow, it's amazing. You, um, you know, Sheriff Longmire. <laughs> My mate from um, Longmire, the show on Netflix. Okay. He lives right near me, Reese. He's an uh, Aussie actor, Robert Taylor. He was okay. in The Matrix. Um, film Josh hasn't seen. Bullshit. I know. Can you please watch that? My, do you know what is a really good film? Phone Booth. Did you ever watch Phone Booth? What? No. That one from like 1992 or something where he's <laughs> no, like no, on no, the, no, he's, no, he no. hangs like up the phone and gets snipered. 2004. Oh. It's, yeah, it's the one where the guy's in a phone booth. And um, he's got someone <laughs> on the couch. He's stuck. Like, he can't he's move. <laughs> he's it's stuck. a really good film. Anyway. Is yeah. it? But Robert Taylor, he um, lives over in America and he did the six seasons of Longmire, which okay. he's an American dude. Yeah. And when I bumped into him, yeah. he was speaking in an American accent. So the first time I met him, I couldn't, like, I couldn't quite get it if he was Australian or American. Why was he doing that? Because we went for a beer and he, and he said, oh, yeah, I, I hold my accent as long as I can. Sometimes when I get back here, I just keep it going. So he doesn't drop it on set? Well, he doesn't drop it. When he gets to wow. America, he says, like, when I fly in, American. The Whoa. whole time. I get that. It's and so that, because you use different muscles in your mouth. That's what he said. He's like, my placement. face gets lazy. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah. The Australian accent is like quite a lazy one. We use a lot, lot less yeah. muscles. We completely different placement in the mouth when you speak. So I can, under, I can actually yeah. understand that. Paddy Brammel does that. He stays in accent. Who's Paddy Brammel? You know, Aussie actor. He's doing a bit over there, quite a bit. He did that show, No Activity. He's a good friend of mine. He's we doing an American version. He's doing a lot. He's, he's really talented. Um, anyway, he, when, he was telling me when, he, when he's doing American accent, he'll stay in it like all day, you know, like before and after he shoots and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he says that like all his, like the producers and stuff, because he's a cre- one of the creatives of the show he's doing. He gets in the car and he's in accent like, oh, really? Like they just want to have a chat. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm an American now. Like he's just in in character, in accent. And like, oh, really? Yeah. Just like, Has things oh, like okay. Netflix changed how all of this stuff works in Hollywood? Is there an actual impact? Yes. I mean, also for Australian productions. Like yeah. uh, my friend Alison Bell uh, has a show called The Letdown, which was uh, made here for ABC and now it's playing on Netflix and she's getting a lot of attention over there. You look at like Hannah Gatsby's mm. amazing special Nanette yeah. that's getting a lot of attention over there um, because of Netflix and then like sisters that channel 10 show with Maria Angelico does a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's a, there's quite a few Aussie shows that are playing on playing on Netflix and then it can get people attention abroad. Yeah. Well, I think the crazy thing is um, Josh Reese grew up in a house where this was all happening Probably you were surrounded by conversations about television because your dad, one of my famous, one of my favorite um, name drops, is you know Conor Frura. Yeah, I'm best mates with his son. That's my someone, definitely my someone favorite. I actually like. I know. I feel like maybe, <laughs> like, <laughs> which says something. Yeah. Well, well, my dad is Mark Mitchell. He's not Conor Frura. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? He's no, always don't know no, you. Do know Conor, well, don't, great bloke. Don't believe it. He's in character most of the time. <laughs> He stays in accent. Yeah, he stays as con. <laughs> tell uh, tell Josh about when you met Don the Fruiterer. Wait, oh should we talk about that? Because you know he boxes at my gym. No. You would not believe it. So, um, Josh, <laughs> I was on the street team uh, <laughs> working for this. Fox FM. 
and uh, we were doing an activation out in, I think it was Clayton or something. It was at a uh, launch of a new Woolworths. This is when they sort of revamped and they were... Sorry, I'll stop you there. An activation. What the fuck is an activation? (laughs) It sounds like some religious cult thing. An activation. Activating people's consciousness. um, Where a a brand pays the radio station to send out a bunch of young people driving a car with famous faces on the side, but famous faces don't arrive. Right. Never arrive. And so we (laughs) hand out icy cold cans of Coke. That's that is insane. That there's a name yeah, for that. Sad, yeah. isn't it? It's sad activation. for the word activation. I wonder if activation <laughs> you knew that the word was going to be used in such a way. Totally. I think activation, the word would be upset with that. Some <laughs> yeah, a bunch I mean, of you know, you, nobody's you handing out cola, Coca-Colas. <laughs> yeah, you activate there you go, something. Mate, in we activated in the an space. Aircraft. <laughs> you activate something on a big <laughs> rocket ship, a spaceship. <laughs> You don't activate icy cold cans of coke. It's a bit sad. (laughs) All right. So I'm in. I'm at um, Clayton Woolworths, and um, I'm I'm walking through. You know, I actually went in because on these activations there was also a guy who cooked the barbecue. He came out specifically to do the sausage sizzle. And what I would do, this is when I was weight training hard, I'd go in and purchase a steak from Woolworths and then Mm. give it to the. The chef, the yeah. dude who would come out and he would cook me a... He'd activate it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd activate my steak. Anyway, so, sorry. <laughs> He's also the guy in Reese's showreel. <laughs> so anyway, I went in to get my steak and I saw this dude from afar and I was like, fuck, it's my mate. It's Mark Mitchell. It's Con the Fruiter. He's here. He's been assigned to this activation, and so and so I started walking assigned closer. Assigned to the activation. <laughs> it honestly a, sounds a like a cult. It's yeah, like but a very it's also like issue. A, yeah. How did you think that he was assigned to this activation? Like you're you're <laughs> oh, there he was, the stake. Oh, you're activating too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was there working, spruiking, and in character, right. um, in in the character of Con. Full get up, same attire, same hair. And as I got closer, I realised that is not Mark Mitchell. That is some dude who is taking off the character that Mark Mitchell does. So what did I do? I played it real cool and got a photo with him so I could send it to so I could send it to Reese. I was like, you'd never fucking believe there's a dude ripping off your dad. There's a dude ripping off Con the Fruiter. And I sent it to you. And yeah. What did, what did you apparently do? you said when you were posing with him, you go, oh, this is great. I'll, I'll show it to Mark. He's a, he's a friend of mine and best mates with his son. And the guy just went, uh-oh. And then apparently I think my my dad's manager or something emailed him like cease and desist or something. I, no, I, don't, I, I think there was nothing that could be done. It was totally fine or whatever. But uh, it was funny because that it turns out, bizarre world, he boxes at my gym. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, actually, I know... Uh, had a bit of a. I think your dad was a bit upset because I uh, I played Don. Was that an activation? Do you know what? An <laughs> yeah, I was an activation with this uh, local <laughs> ship celebrity Tommy you know, Jacket. Activations, things get a bit weird. You do stuff you don't normally do. You, know. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of lose yourself in an activation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think- it was just like. This is such a small and bizarre world. And I just was like, oh, I, yeah, no, I hadn't heard about it. But <laughs> on the inside, I was like, oh, my God, Tommy, this is insane. Jeez, okay. Yeah, anyway, Did so I sparred some rounds with him and uh, <laughs> beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, is, no, I'm just kidding. Is there a difference in acting? Like, uh, can you give us a sense with acting? Is there a difference between that sort of character, comedy style acting 
and other forms of acting? Like are there different sort of levels where it's like you don't play in different realms? I think so. I mean, like I think ultimately it depends on the script, the director and everything. Like, But you're kind of trying to do the same thing. You're trying to just be yeah. truthful, you know, ultimately. And it doesn't matter what if the world needs comedy or whatever drama, whatever the script needs. Yeah. I think as long as you just try and be and be truthful, it'll be a good performance ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Do you just feel, try not do to you be feel caught that, acting. <laughs> you know? do, do you feel that whatever role you're playing, does it affect your emotional state day to day? I, I mean, I've, I would say so. Like if I do really, I did a quite emotional scene on this last film and then I felt like, like I whipped something up for the rest of the day. I felt a little fragile, which was interesting. I think that, I mean, if you're having like a physical reaction because you're pretending to be really sad and you have to cry in a scene or whatever, yeah. you can potentially trigger something in you that makes you continue to feel sad or like you've channeled yeah. some part of you. So I think so. I think like, I don't know. I think you got to find that balance though because maybe it could be dangerous if you're constantly mm. going deep into this. I mean, it's not therapy, it's acting. Yeah. So yeah. I, Do you think there's a you know, consistency in the types of people that are actors? Uh, wankers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. No, um, I don't know. There's like, no, I think it's a real array. Sometimes I get a surprise when I meet someone and they find out they're an actor. I'm like, but you're not a wanker. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> you know, no, that's really, I don't know. I tend to, I think it's really mixed. The why mm. people get into it, so many different things that attract someone to it. Yeah. It's a total array, like any industry. It's just a job at the end of the day. Yeah. So it attracts lots of people. Yeah, I guess people take jobs more seriously than others and that's when the the wankers come out. And they take <laughs> so what is the seriously. crowd that you hang out with in LA? Is it are you hanging out with a lot of actors or what type what types of Not what really. things are people doing? Your housemate's an actor. Yeah, he's an actor. Yeah. He's an actor. Um most of them were actors, actually. Yeah, Coming yeah, to think yeah. of it, I was like, but no, my, I mean, a lot of people are in the industry, there, so it's kind of yeah. hard to avoid. Like, a lot of my friends are actually artists or musicians. I hang out with a lot of musicians and producers, and yeah, I like to try and mix it up. I like to mix my worlds. I think it's good for your uh, your spiritual spirituality and your mental health to mix your worlds mm. and make you a more Kind yeah. of. There was one year Reese was hanging out character. with only tradies. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> got <a> exclusively, <laughs> exclusively tradies. No, I was, yeah, you know, but that's a good thing to do. Mix your worlds, you know. You shouldn't just hang out with actors. Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I and think do you find just, with the mixing yeah. of the world stuff, are you doing stuff beyond acting? Are you doing writing? Do you sort of do any yes. directing stuff? I'm not doing. So, I mean, I studied screenwriting and like. Yeah. I went to film school. I never studied to be an actor. I just sort of ended up, I was acting in student films and then it kind of kicked off a bit more than my directing did, I think, because, yeah, I don't know, it just happened that way. Life kind of forges yeah. its own course a bit. I, um, I'm i still writing though. I'm working on something at the moment with um, my friend Paul and his fiance Lucia. We're writing a like a sitcom sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm still writing, definitely. Yeah. I love that. I'm really passionate about that. And I think it's a really good way to create opportunities for yourself as well. You know, you can cast yourself in something. And, so there you go. And collaboration, I mean, working with other artists, uh, you know, it's working with other people in general can be hard. Working with artists, I guess, can even be harder because everyone's got their, their quirks. I mean, how do you approach collaboration? I guess you got to really 
you do have to really feel that out, whether it's going to be a good collaboration or not. Like you, just because you get on with someone, and you have a really sim- similar sense of humor, doesn't necessarily mean you'll write well together mm. or you'll yep. work well together. So I think feeling that out, maybe like writing some smaller things and just seeing how it feels, and then go from there. And I think it's like totally fine if it doesn't feel like a natural fit to end the project early mm. and and maintain the friendship because mm. it can really affect a friendship because it's very personal mm. collaborating with people creatively. You know, what, what does it actually look like writing something with someone? Are you literally sitting there next to each other? Yeah. It's kind of like this. about it. It's kind of like this. We just kind of chat, have a laugh. And then we're like, Oh, that's funny. Let's write that down. Well, that's how we do it. That's how Paul and I do it at the moment. That's how we're doing it. We just kind mm. of talk about ideas or when we go out and something happens and it inspires an idea and then we write it down. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think everyone's approach is different. Some people might, you might like plot out a, a story mm. and then we might script it separately or script it together so everyone has a different approach but my approach is generally just to talk write down uh what we've spoken about maybe even just like run a scene like improvise a scene Mm. and then write it and then come back to it and edit it you know Mm. so yeah there's no rules to any of it yeah whatever works it's i think that we could do a short film on um, we both play in a space of Based on our conversation. <laughs> yeah, he's got some great material. The activation. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's kind of sci-fi, I think. <laughs> In my head, it's sci-fi. Or maybe even like a dystopian world. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think so. Just there's something, there's a lot of darkness more, about I, the activation. I get the vibe that it could even be... I think it's got more of that comedy... Uh, trop fest, all of a sudden it turns oh. out there was something in the stake at the end of the activation. Oh, yeah. I feel <laughs> like what happens is actually yeah. Don the fruiterer doesn't realise that the stake was for Tommy and he eats right. the stake. Don. Yes. Fucking Don. I I think we should end this collaboration. I don't know that act, the activation is... <laughs> oh, is He's going to work. I'm out. <laughs> but I, I, Look, I'll leave I you guys to it. I don't think it's early. a natural, I don't think it's a natural sort of, you know, creative partnership. Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely out of it's the like activation. Sh- you've been watching Shark Tank. I have, yeah. yeah. It's a no from me. <laughs> it's a no, it's a <laughs> I love Shark Tank. It's a great show. I always think about Shark Tank ideas. It's big in the US. Is it? Yeah, Shark Tank's a real good unwinding show. Mm. You know, after a long day of, I don't know, doing nothing. What, see, <laughs> see someone who's put American their- thing to say, though, that it's an unwinding, like it's good to unwind because <laughs> it's still around yeah. this career-based, yeah. like, you know what? Like, sweat I just want to be able to, I want to be able to sit down and watch, the next big one is going to be job interview. Sit down and watch people have their job interviews. <laughs> That's actually show. a great idea for a show. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, he's back not going to get it. You <laughs> know what I mean? I'm back in. Yeah. I'm back in, boys. Job interview for the actor. Job interview. That's really good. So you just you sit down and all these people do their job interviews. Yeah. And then you're like, I think it's number three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's your five-year plan? And he's like, oh, you know this? Oh, I'll be in your chair. And the guy's like, I like that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, that could be a really cool show. Every, all shows, is there something about American, like for me, watching an American show has more clout before I even know if it's got clout than an Aussie show, which maybe is just us being brought up with Hollywood being thrown it's in It's being face. brought up with cultural cringe and like self-hate. Yeah, th- that too. But and so I love you, that. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Because I hate myself. Uh, I tried sure to get we a green card. In 2011, I tried to get a green card because I wanted um, 
Amazon Prime. <laughs> like that's that's where my uh, where my vibes at. You wanted Amazon Prime. <laughs> There's other ways. You so can- he gave up citizenship of within Australia to. <laughs> I did. I, try, I, I did. I tried the lottery. Didn't get it. So I'm just. Yeah. I just decided to wait. And now Amazon Prime is in Australia. So I didn't have to move <laughs> after all. Wow! Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? I, can, I, know, I can get deodorant I love that. now. You know what? That's a lesson month. in patience. <laughs> you know, that's a Zen story. I think they're going to write koans about that. <laughs> what Just, are some of those? Know, have you had some of those observations where it's like consumerism gone wrong? I feel like on the spectrum of getting a green card for Amazon and not, you're probably closer to the not. What? <laughs> <laughs> The thing if that I find the, weir- the weirdest about America is getting paid in checks. They still pay checks? Yeah. Yes. you got to go cash a check. Wow. Like, what era is this? Like, you're so ahead in so many ways and then you're still getting checks? Like, if I don't get my check in the mail, I'm like, I don't get my payment. What I'm like, can you fuck? resend my check? I couldn't find it. Trump's focusing on the wall <laughs> and they're still paying people in checks. Uh, the, the wow. Thing, and they're, they're also shocked Bonkers. by PayPass. I remember being at a subway and paying PayPass and they lost them. They had the technology there. I just touched my credit card to pay mm. something and like all three people working there came around and sort of like thought I was some fucking like... Everyone in the subway started clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's odd. There's some weird things like that there. They yep. just, yeah, they just won't let the checks go. I yep. find it so weird. I'm like, just, and also they don't really have like, uh, like online banking isn't the same as it is here. Like I yeah. can't just transfer you money easily. You got to download a separate app. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. That's annoying. Anywho, that's not a big deal. That's just yeah, a little you can, detail. It, it's crazy yeah. because PayPal, PayPal came out of, America and so did Stripe. Well, because yeah. all of these things are like trying to solve a problem, right? There's been yeah. there's been uh, cards that you can get with a magnetic strip on it that um, you can switch between what card you're using. So you have oh, a single right. card, but they're still using the strip. You still need to like swipe the card. So it's interesting mm. to see how innovation changes when there just isn't mass adoption of something. It's the same with Apple Pay when... They announced Apple Pay. It was like oh, the Americans were like really excited about it. But the thing is like we've been paying that way in Australia with like our cards for a really long time. Mm. Do they do um, minimums on card in America? Like I know I went there in 2012, but you know how it's the gripe here in Australia. Oh, this bullshit, bullshit. You gotta, it's a minimum of 10 bucks. Oh, no, 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 not really. Actually, yeah, they would. I can't really remember. Yeah. Sorry, I went all over the place. It doesn't enough. I don't look, know. We're fighting different battles here. It's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to get know about my minimums. Um, Amazon Prime. Tommy doesn't want to pay his minimum and you're just trying to yeah. forge a career in Hollywood. You're going to give up Australian citizenship for Amazon Prime. That is commitment. To be clear, to, to be clear I wasn't getting socks up. I or whatever. To be, I wanted to be a dual citizen. I wanted best of both worlds. I wanted to be able to <laughs> wow. get my that, Amazon yeah, Prime true. and then... And then hang in Melbourne. The lo- the logistics of that, you would have had to lodge a tax return every single year in yeah. the states. You know what's huge in the states that isn't as big here? What fraud? Yeah. I feel like people steal your credit cards more, your identity. Like I got my credit card details swiped. Did you? Yeah, and they were spending, they were buying weird things. Like you know? what? Just like going to like like crappy hotel rooms. It's like live it up. If you're gonna rob, <laughs> like if you're gonna steal my details. 
go somewhere nicer. Wow. Yeah. Don't you know do it in like, Super 8. <laughs> totally. It was like a really cheap room. I'm like, you poor things. Even with someone else's cash, you got no taste. <laughs> yeah. one, one of the things that I did, like there's a lot of things I like about the US. One of the things that I struggle with, I've even struggled with traveling, is I think it's a part of it is my social anxiety, but around tipping. The US is mm. actually a little bit oh, easier yeah. because you at least know where you stand. But places in Europe... This, it's all over the place. Some places expect it. Some people don't. I right. don't carry much cash. What Have you had any tipping yeah. stories? Well, you're in Greece right now. You can probably like... No tipping in Greece. No tipping? Unless you're uh, at a restaurant, fine I fine dining restaurant, but not like, not just basic sur- basic Yeah, not services. basic stuff, but definitely, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as clear cut. Like there's a lot yeah. of places <clears> where it's like, and you Google it and clearly somewhat like... Basically, you Google any place and I think they overstate the tipping culture. Like I think if you type in tipping Melbourne, they'll talk about tipping like it's still a little bit of a thing where like I've never fucking t- – I've I get pissed off when I spend a fuck ton of money at a re- – like why is it that the expensive restaurants that are charged – like where the bill's like <laughs> fucking $300, they want to tip – <laughs> but the place that's got a fucking civilized, that's you know that's the yeah. the mum and pop operation that's charging like five bucks doesn't ask for anything. I guess because of the the people going to these different shops, you know, if you go to the fancy one, generally you have more. You've got more money. You, yeah. know, you know, you can spend more money. You got more. Uh, yeah, sure. You got more cash in your pocket. Yeah. I guess. Have you? Um, yeah. have well, you not had, always, but I hear what you're saying. There's a good point. Have you had any incidences? I just twenty percent. I just tip everyone twenty percent. And if the service is really bad, ten percent. You Ooh. still tip them. That's the funny thing. It's yeah. like the ten percent tip is an insult. It's like <laughs> I'm going to tip you ten percent, but I'm not happy. I'm still going to give you some cash though. I find that really funny. Yeah. Just do ten percent. It was terrible yeah. service. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're So I just I, I do twenty and then up. Like twenty percent is the minimum I mm. find. And people like, yeah, I don't know. I have a tip calculator. Do you? Yeah, because I want to. A lot of people live off it. They don't get paid very well yeah, when they yeah. work in service. And I worked in service for like ten years. I, so um, I get it. I want to tip them if I can. I went to a nightclub in in LA. And I was on this table of this rich guy and I was there with this American dude who's a promoter and I was sitting next to this rich guy and shots just kept on coming out. And this guy was, his surname was Washington. So he was wow. a part of the Washington family, like big, big Mate, time. they're on the money, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah well, um, <laughs> They own a whole state. So wow. <laughs> yeah. The, who was the, who was the... A part of that family, the, the famous family. Anyway, he, so he had heaps of money. Um, that night I ended up with his sunglasses, a pair of Dolce & Gabbana $500 pair on my head and I went home. That's but, the old Tommy coming out. But, but <laughs> You probably he, robbed him. The guy came – um, so we were getting shots delivered to the table nonstop and this dude was nearly about to vomit, this rich dude, and the barman – and he was like yelling at the barman – and I and I nudged the I nudged the barman. I said, "I got this." And I said, "Mate, he's all good. Just tip him, and he'll be fine." He's like, "Ah, bluff. and he was like getting a bit angry. He pulled out this water cash, took a hundred dollars, and gave it to the um the shot. Gave it to the barman, and I tapped him on the back and said, "Fuck yeah, we got it." <laughs> oh my god! Did you ask for fifty percent? No, I didn't take it. I was I was oh, just geez, thinking for the bar, thinking of the that barman. A that's a wonderful thing to do. You probably paid his rent. Yeah, at that point, I had the Dolce and Gabbana sunglasses on my head. So, Jesus, I was cool. you, did, you and that guy did well. <laughs> Are you still in what? touch? Do you still email? No. Nah. Oh, you remember that hundred bucks in the glasses? <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm all right. 
Where do you where do you eat when you in LA? What like we're what do gonna I be eat? there very soon. What should we be? Oh, you, what place? Oh, we I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you yeah. a list. I'll send you a list. Oh, okay, I take you my favorite place. Where? All right, this is a hot tip for the listeners. If you go to right. LA, go to Sunset Boulevard, Silver Lake. Yeah, really nice restaurant. It's like it's Israeli. It's called M Z H Z M Z Maza is how they pronounce it. Maza Maza, and um, it is sensational and really cheap. Just good quality, simple, healthy, yeah. yummy food. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's wonderful. Anything kind of in Silver Lake's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Reco Park. I'll give you a list. Depends I was on how fancy Sunset you Boulevard go. and asked uh, the hotel that we just wanted something light, and I can't remember the name, but we just arrived in the states and we went to this place that the hotel recommended. I don't know if you know it. Don't know if it's famous, but it was like pancakes. That were like this huge, fuck off massive, like pancakes that were so big. They were like the size of probably like bigger than an A4 piece of paper. And this was meant to be like our light, our light meal. Have you have you oh heard of this my place? God. It traumatized me. I think it's called IHOP. Oh yeah, it could, <laughs> no, it's it, it was wasn't it IHOP. It, it wasn't IHOP. It wasn't a, a franchise. It wasn't sort of one of those sort of uh, uh, big names. Can't remember what it Jesus. was. But it was on Sunset Boulevard. It's quite like it is massive, right? It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, I got a list of places for us to go um, from my from my mate, and uh, so yeah, we let me look over it. I'll look over it. Yeah, I'll I'll show you the list. I'll check it. I so, uh, Reese, I'll give you guys some spots day today. Then what? Like, what are you doing? Like, do you have a, a strict sort of no. schedule on on what you? Do? Oh my god! Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I work in the arts, darling. <laughs> no, I just like. Uh, I just, you know, far out. I'm going to embarrass myself when I, like, list what I do. Everyone's like, you're out there working so hard. I'm like, yep. I go to the gym. <laughs> I go to auditions. I do some writing. I'll then have a, have a drink. Not always, but, you know, then I'll, like, go get dinner with someone. I don't know. You just, just like, when the live your life. Good. It's just like Melbourne, the- you know. It's just like yeah. you just chip away at it. But the thing is you're always thinking about work when you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're always like, there's always like maybe an opportunity around the corner or something, or maybe you get that big audition tomorrow. Yeah, things just pop up, and yeah. you you but meet great people a lot. You've got a life that allows the the opportunities, or allows you to seize the opportunities when they pop up. So you can't be off right. working in the mines, just you know, in um, Texas. Mm. Not sure if there's mines there. There could be, maybe, but you've got to be available. To right? Be like, yeah, you have to be on call basically. Yeah, that happens a lot. You got to be on call. Like, we need this tape immediately, or you got to go here tomorrow. Like, you got to learn six pages in three hours. Yeah, wow. You know, it does happen. So you are kind of always on call, which is a little bit of bit stressful. You feel in limbo a little, but that's my cross to bear. That's what I signed up for. And when it's mm. good, it's really good. So yeah. I don't. I when don't mind. Do you feel like you're the most happy when I get the call saying you got a job? <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately, I'm like, thank yeah. God. Do you find that it's like a because I find that through you know a video project there's sort of these high moments like first getting the job and then it goes a bit shit for a bit and then it's like yep. great and then it's shit and then it's great at the end. Do you have those key milestones of sort of self-loathing and then also excitement? Absolutely. You know, you're often questioning what the heck you're doing and then 
when you get a job, it feels amazing. And then you're like, oh God, I got to do a lot of work now. And then you start to have yeah. imposter syndrome. You're like, they're going to find out I'm terrible and I'm not really an actor. Yeah. And then you do it and you're like, oh, it was great. Next minute you're in a hot tub. Yeah, next um, minute you're in a hot tub on a belt. chatting Tommy Jacket. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the highs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, think it's, it's like what <laughs> from if you were to bring one thing from LA, what you've learned and apply it to yourself living in Melbourne, you know, just just taking that perspective and then coming back, what would it be? I think it would be like I really believe in supporting one another and I know that sounds so bizarre coming from like learning that in LA. Like I've always believed in like collaboration, community, supporting fellow artists or people in general. But in LA, it really, like at least my group of friends there, they are so in each other's corner. Like there's no like, you know, like kind of hiding their treasures or their, or what they, their connections or their opportunities. There's none of that. It's like everyone shares and believes in the power of collaboration and community. And I think like, I wish there was more of that here in Australia. I wish there was less of the sort of, I know our market isn't as big, but I really think like tall poppy syndrome and all that stuff is really detrimental to our cultural growth. I think it's so much better for us to believe in one another and also believe in local talent and like local projects and support one another completely. Mm. Cause this is like, we produce such talent. Mm. This country produces incredible talent. Um, Mm. And I think we really need to foster it and look out for one another I don't know. I just like, I love the support that I'm feeling. Like even the, like I was saying before, like the Australians in LA, I feel so supported by them Mm, in a way that I haven't, I mean, I felt support here, but over there, it's like a whole different thing. It's like, you know, we're really like, we're in this together and like, we can do it Mm. together. And I, what about like setting your sights on something bigger? Josh and I talk a bit about it where we're like, Oh, we could, you know, create this and try and get it here. But one thing from speaking to Robert Taylor, from um, the sheriff on uh, Longmire, he said to me, "Mate, you just got to think big. Fuck, forget about Australia. Get over, get like, go bigger than that." And his point was just think bigger than that. And I feel like I, I've even been restricted to, you know, what Josh and I can do with this podcast, what we can do with our business, and and yeah, do you think it's do you think that's a an approach that it's like there is. There is outside of Australia. Oh, God, As much as we are in it. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, it's scary too, though, like we were saying, to leave and Mm. to be like the comforts of this place. But I really think if you want to play on like the world platform or at least have a go, Mm. yeah, I mean, if you... Do whatever you You're can. You're going to be expected to get paid in checks. That's what you say. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> if you're okay to get paid in checks, you should think about traveling. But I think it's like start here. Do Just be really good at what you do from wherever you are. People will notice. It's like what I was saying about Netflix before. People are making shows here and they're playing on Netflix and they're getting a lot of opportunities abroad. If you're good enough or like if you work hard enough, it'll pay off mm. and it can pay off internationally too. But I think it's... It's a good thing to do if you work in like entertainment or whatever. Give it a go. Go out. Go go to the home of like or like a hub of entertainment right now, and that's LA right now. Is a real. It's really in its moment for for the arts. I, I think give it. See see like a huge industry. It's interesting. Mm. You yeah. know, even just what's what's just the to end challenge game yourself. for you, Reese? Like, do you think about end games and goals? <laughs> yeah, my end game is like to that? buy a house here. <laughs> 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 I just want to work enough so I can live here. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Like after everything I just said, it's like, I just want to be like, 
I want to be able to work enough so I can comfortably live here because this really is my home and I love Australia so much and I want to be, I really do believe in, in our community and in our industry here and I want to be a supporter of it in mm. any way I can. I mean, it's like it started my, it's like allowed me to be able to travel. If I hadn't have done what I'd done here, I couldn't have, I couldn't walk, work abroad. Mm. No way. I wouldn't have a visa. I wouldn't yeah. have representation. I, I would like to come back here as well. It's so fresh here. The air is so fresh. It's like yeah, it is a, food's it's a great amazing. country. It's but beautiful. I, I'm on the other side. I'm looking forward to getting out and um, not leaving well, my baby. The, but I think we travel. <laughs> and my wife. The thing is, we yeah, travel to be able to we travel to be able to get perspective of our own home, mm. right? Like I think Definitely. that's the biggest thing for me with being away for three months. Is it's like I. I know that like travel for me is temporary, but the thing, the day to day is life. That's the real thing. And so I think that what I gain from abroad is what I bring home and what actually happens at home. And like the, the things that I start to appreciate in regards to the rituals that I have or how I approach certain things. I think that's super important. I, we just kind of lost you there, Josh. So I reckon we, um, it's a good we time wrap this. Yeah, wrap this It is also because I'm going to move my car. Yeah, true. I was thinking about that. That was like the car park show because I had one hour on the car. <laughs> Thank you for keeping an eye on that. I'll get you around awesome. here. It's actually, Reason. yeah, it, uh, Thanks it's been so wonderful. Thanks so much, mate. Like, especially given you're only in Melbourne for a short time, coming and hanging, and when you are back in town, we just like having fucking friends of the show and also like even friend, like real friend, like the fact that you guys are actually like each other in real life. That's, that's also- <laughs> I know, isn't that wild? It's it's. I know awesome. we've we've done the we've done the long haul, Tommy and I. Yeah, yeah. It's not this friendship is not ending. If it hasn't ended yet, it's never going to. <laughs> yeah, nah. We've been through <laughs> everything together. Yeah. Jesus. Awesome. And people can obviously see your, I'm guessing, pretty inactive Instagram feed by the way that you you talk about it. Drip drip coffee. Yeah. If I if I confirm their requests. <laughs> no, of course. Follow follow me if you're if you're you know if you're if you're friendly and you're you're up for a good kooky time <laughs> yeah just you have to say access code is the daily talk show <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the promo code for my instagram <laughs> yeah. we actually get a if little you want to be in the close friends list. every one of reese's new followers that's the only every way time you like income. one of my posts <laughs> exactly. the daily talk we show get a check a, in the mail funnily enough yeah, yeah, you get a check for 55 cents yeah. it may get lost though <laughs> It may not arrive. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Reese. It's right. a daily talk show. One more episode until we are heading to New York City and we've got a bunch of guests lined up. So we're very pumped about that. We'll catch you tomorrow. See ya. See you guys. Bye.